0: Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Carrie and I are so glad that you are joining us today. We are going to talk about one of those issues that sometimes gets lost uh, depending on what state you're in and how often legislation comes up. And a lot of times we get folks who just go, that's not us. So we are recording this uh, just so that you know, literally the day before an election. And I think that's part of why it's definitely on our mind and we come from a state that doesn't have legislative sessions every year so sometimes things get a little heated um, and we want more done because we only have one year well really we only have six months to get it done yeah so with that we want to talk about advocacy so we're gonna
1: we are gonna talk about um advocacy with legislation but we are also going to talk about other types of advocacy so if you're like i don't do politics keep with us. We're going to talk about various kinds. We're starting with politics, but we're going to come back and talk about other kinds that may be more down your alley if you're the kind of person who was a PTA parent or very active
0: in your faith group or something like that. So actually, before we even go down the politics, let's just talk about real quick what advocacy is. Advocacy is- Define your terms. Define your terms. Advocacy is all about educating others. So it isn't, yes, we often think of advocacy or advocates related to uh, political issues. But I also wanted to make sure that unless you have every child in town who would make a great child and family in your program, there's probably some advocacy that you could do to generate some business. And I don't know about you, Carrie, but I don't talk to a whole lot of child care centers that are so full, they don't want to even talk about people because even their wait list is so long. So if you are in that unique category, okay, listen, maybe you don't need to take notes. However, the rest of you go find a piece of paper and a pencil, because we've got some great stuff to share with you on today's episode. Yep. So
1: let's start with the political advocacy. Find your local professional organization, um, and hopefully the statewide version of that has somebody who is tracking the legislation that has to do with our industry.
0: Um, Okay. So that could be your resource and referral agencies. That could be your NAEYC. That's what Carrie's looking. That's what Carrie's talking about. Okay. So in Texas, the two big ones are
1: um, the Texas Licensed Child Care Association and the Texas Association for the Education of Young Children. So every state has their own regional versions Every state has an AEYC and many have licensed child care associations. One or both of those will probably have somebody who's keeping track of the bills that are being submitted and where they are in the process. Get on that list. (laughs) Find out what it is, because it's not all that hard for you to write a postcard and send it in to your legislator. And I've been known when I was on those committees (laughs) for those statewide organizations to literally be willing to send you stacks of postcards <laughs> to your center for you, your staff, and your families to send in postcards. And all you have to add is, you know, a couple of, like they'll put a post it on going, here's a sample script of what to write. Um, other people like to make phone calls. Some people are crazy like me and will volunteer to go sit uh, and speak in legislative sessions in the hearings so you can do any level of that um or go talk to legislators you can do all of those things or you can just do one but please do at least one if there is a bill coming up that is a big deal
0: for your state um a big deal in child care families women's health. It could be whatever you're passionate about. So basically, really what we're trying to get you to do is become passionate about something or at least understand what's happening. Because although, yes, we are talking specifically about early child care, sometimes those issues might really come from other issues that are happening in other agencies that are going to affect your family. So it could be workforce education education. You might have a a workforce or some sort of business in your state that is really having a hard time because it's something that only happens in the evening and in nighttime. And so therefore they're having a really hard time getting the appropriate type of staff because the staff need childcare. So guess what? You're related, even if you don't think you are. (laughs) Or it might be, you know, you're
1: a a farming community and um, you don't have it much at the state level, but at the federal level, you always wanna send a letter when the farm appropriations bill comes up, Um, whatever it is. Um, It's not super hard. I think a lot of people get scared away from uh, governmental advocacy because they think it's complicated. It's not, um, the numbers are pretty surprising. If they hear from three different constituents about one issue in a week, then the people who are taking those phone calls are going to go have a conversation with somebody else in the office. It gets on their radar. So if three different people from your center call your regional legislator and go, hey, this bill that says that all child care centers must be in buildings that are 40,000 square feet and have linked monitored smoke detection systems with 24-hour video monitoring, (laughs) this is an extreme version. I've never heard of this bill. But (laughs) if that was a bill being proposed by somebody who is wanting to keep kids safe, but there's no way that most centers can meet those requirements, if you call, your assistant director calls, and your two-year-old teacher calls, all of a sudden you're on the radar
0: and they know that this is an actual issue. Okay, so we've talked about an issue, we've given an example, but let's talk about what you can actually do with that. So in addition to being knowledgeable about what, about what is going on, I'm going to get so excited I can't even keep up with my words. So not only do you want to know what's happening and what's going on, you want to make sure that you are prepared and that you are positioned. So uh, if you've watched some of our previous episodes, or you've heard our our podcast about public relations, go back and listen to that episode with Amy King. Uh, go back and talk to, go back and look at the episode related to photos where we had Josh come in, because you want to make sure that you're ready. So if you know that you've got legislation coming, go get yourself ready. Make sure you've got your elevator speech. Make sure you are positioned positioned to be the expert in the field in your community newspaper people are always looking for people to quote they would love to hear from families they want to hear from their voters they need to know what's going on this is where as an educator you get to educate okay others.
1: but this sounds like i have to put on pantyhose and a nice dress <laughs> and i'm gonna need a briefcase no. and, you and can... lipstick there's gonna be <laughs> lipstick
0: involved <laughs> there might be lipstick involved. You know, you want to be seen in a room, put on some red lipstick. So there, it very well might have some lipstick involved, but you can wear what you've got on. You can wear a t-shirt. You can wear a blouse. You can wear a pair of jeans. I got them on jeans and boots. It doesn't matter. They just need to hear from you. They need to know that you're a resource and looking like a real person makes you
1: more (laughs) of a real person. So what I was trying to get at, it was, you know, Yeah, you don't have to get super dressed up in order to do this. And if you're sending an email or a postcard, you don't even have to get out of your pajamas.
0: (laughs) You could be wearing your yoga pants and your fluffy bunny slippers. Okay, I'm hoping that they're not necessarily wearing that to work. Yeah, well, maybe it's PJ day. PJ day, okay. All right. So we've talked a little bit about why we want you to get involved, why we're talking to you about this prior to an election. By the time you get done listening to this, the election itself will be over. However, what won't be over is all of that legislation that's about to be pitched by those legislators that just got elected. So you want to be prepared. You want to understand it from a public relations standpoint. Now, I'm going to have Carrie tell you a little bit of a story about a center that we worked with real closely about a whole different advocacy issue, but it's an example of how you can flip advocacy into marketing for your program and giving your program a mission. Now, which one do we
1: decide? The... Peace officer or the woman whose life was saved by her child
0: care center? I'm thinking the woman whose life was saved by her child care center.
1: Okay. So um, we had somebody who we worked with who came from a totally different industry, didn't come from early childhood, and had her kids in an early childhood program. And that program's advocacy issue was parental health. And so whatever month was coming up, if it was, you know, prostate cancer awareness or heart health month or whatever, they would send home information about how to check to see if you have any signs or symptom of that thing. And if so, you know, what is the next step? So you're know, you having heart pain, maybe you're having a heart attack. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know what all the things were that they sent home, but one month they sent home in October um, how to do a breast self-exam. And the woman had never done one and was not at the age where the doctors were constantly asking, so have you had a mammogram, yada, yada. So she was younger than whatever the current age at that time was. I don't, I don't even know what the age is now. I just know occasionally I have to do it. Um, but so she had never had, um, anybody talk to her about a mammogram and she'd never done a breast self-exam. So she did one and she found a lump and she went into the doctor and she was in stage three, I think. And, They were able to treat it and she was fine. But because that center had an advocacy issue, which was keeping the parents healthy, she lived because if she had waited until she'd had the, you know, required mammogram, it would have been too late. And so that's what advocacy can do at your center. She eventually decided to start her own center um, and made um that a cornerstone of her child care center because she was like it saved my life how many more lives could be saved um i want to duplicate the advocacy that was done in the center that my kids went to so okay. that's a great example um and you know we could go on probably for 20 minutes
0: about all the fun things that she did at her center But but let's talk about some fun things that centers have done and can do related to their advocacy issue, because you heard me mention a little bit about marketing uh and that if you are completely full, you don't need to listen to the rest of this. But if you're not, let's chat. Okay, so I want to just chat a little bit. So there's a pretty good chance you're spending some money on doing some marketing. I hope you are right. So you're probably doing some money. And so if you're throwing some money at that, are you literally throwing it at putting just an ad in? And is that the only place that you're doing it? Okay. So for example, if you are about children's health, one opportunity that you can use is to sponsor the local soccer team or baseball team or softball team or all of the above where your center's name is on the back of everybody's t-shirt. Kids soccer. Oh my God, the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) I would like my name on the back of every kid's soccer t-shirt because those kids are hilarious. That's called herd ball. So yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) there's no real soccer there. So, but that's one way, right? So that's just one example of how you can use, you know, children's health as an advocacy issue for you and put your money, your marketing dollars into helping something. And here's
1: the thing about this one in particular is that everybody on the soccer team is probably the age of the child who you knew who was on that soccer team. So they are also probably going to need childcare. (laughs) So this one's a very easy one. Um, If you're doing a, going back to the breast cancer, if if you are doing breast cancer awareness and your school is a drop-off location for those pink yogurt lids or for some sort of donation for cancer survivors, during the month of October, then you can run ads about that. You can also get in the newspaper saying this is a place to drop off your hats and wigs and you know whatever for cancer survivors. And people are coming to your center seeing that you've got this really cool playground or whatever. And they're dropping off their hats um, for those cancer survivors. There, you you there's,
0: there's so there's, many options there's five Ks, there's walks doing a 5k with your staff and parents and maybe even kids
1: all kids, wearing t-shirts kids at the water table mm-hmm. wearing your t-shirt everybody is going to remember that and talk about it yeah. that you had four-year-olds passing out water at the you know nami walk um or whatever yeah. so
0: absolutely so please and if you're not really sure reach out to us kate at texas director carrie at texas director We're going to help you brainstorm some ideas, especially if you've got an issue. So I don't care if it's LLS, if it's a cancer, if it's a mental health issue, all of those are issues that environment, organic eating, vegan eating, all kinds of things.
1: If you don't have anything you're passionate about, talk to your staff (laughs) because there will be someone on staff who has something. And the other thing I want to talk about with advocacy is it also increases the attachment your staff feel to your center. Because you are a center who actually puts their money and their time where their mouth is. That
0: means that they're going to stay. So if you've got any retention issues, think about it. And again, same with their families, right? So if your families see that you are invested and it can be something as simple as you're invested in that elementary school, that's right down the street. So you're helping out with the PTO, you're helping out with the spring carnival, but it can also be more personal either to you or to one of your families, whatever it is, we hope that you will take the time to figure out if you're going to make sure that every kid's got their seatbelt, their seat, car seat in correctly that every playground in the entire town is the best playground it can be. Or if you're looking at health issues as well. So pretty much health and safety, we've got you covered. There's a something for that. <laughs> and again, it could be you cultural
1: appropriateness. We had a lot of conversations over the past couple of days um, with- it's, hollow, it's Halloween season. Um, cultural competency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of that, making sure that- the languages at home are represented at your school. There's so many options. Like this is one of those things where Kate and I could go on so many conversations, (laughs) but we're trying to have a short conversation instead of one of our two hour conversations. Um, So reach out to us, continue the conversation offline. Let us know what are some issues that you would like to be an advocate for or ways that your life has been changed by somebody else being an advocate. And we'd love to help you be the advocate for your community at government level or community level. We're here to help you.
0: Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.